0: food heals food heals podcast episode 290
1: when it comes to treating problems related excess adrenaline it's done without the use of drugs it's really i guess almost scary to think that the whole medical system has been ignoring adrenaline for so long holistic voice presents the food heals podcast with your hosts allison melody and Susie
0: hardy Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to
1: healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stressed. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately.
0: All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melanie, and hormones are such an important component to our total wellness, but I feel like they are very misunderstood and just not talked about enough. That's why I'm so glad to have Dr. Michael Platt here to break it down for us today. Dr. Platt is a pioneer in the research and advancement of the the therapeutic use of progesterone cream and other bioidentical hormones. He's written several books, including The Miracle of Bioidentical Hormones and Adrenaline Dominance. There is so much gold in this episode, Food Heals Nation. I know you're going to want to go straight to his website, which is Platt, P-L-A-T-T, wellness.com where you can get his books, his hormone creams. And plus, he has so kindly offered to Food Heals Nation that if you call his office and you say Food Heals, he going to send you his free ebook. Plus, he has one of the most generous offerings from a doctor's office that I've ever heard of, where you can get wellness consulting from him for only $400 a year. Absolutely unheard of, right? I'm so grateful for that. What an amazing offer. So I know that you're going to love this episode, Food Heals Nation, but first... Do you wake up most days knowing that there's something greater out there for you, that you are meant to do more, be more, create more, help more people? Maybe you have a message and a mission that you want to share with the world. You might be sick of building someone else's dreams and ready to build your own. You really aspire to make an impact on your friends and family and your clients and on the world. And, you know, what if I challenge you to think, what if your impact on the world was greater than you ever dreamed possible? Maybe you've thought about writing a book or creating a video series or hosting a podcast or coaching people or creating courses or speaking on stages and speaking your truth. That is what Rise and Bloom is for. And Rise and Bloom is an online mastermind where people in the wellness world come together to support one another. It really is one of the most Cherished parts of my month. We meet once a month. Our next meeting, our first meeting of 2020 that I want to invite you to, is Wednesday. So, a week from today, if you're listening on the day that the podcast comes out, which I know not everyone does, but it will be January 22nd. And it's really a place where you will get support in your dreams and what it is that you're trying to build. And it's a community of authors and podcasters and public speakers and bloggers and people who just want to make a difference in the world. help people get healthy in all different ways. I love, you know, the diversity of our group because everyone's doing it slightly differently, which is very, very cool. So, you know what I'm doing with food heals with my book and podcasts and videos and courses, but think of the impact that you can have with what it is that you are able to teach with your knowledge and experience, with your past, with what you've been through that you can now help someone else. You know, I always say that our stories are the keys to unlocking someone else's prison by sharing our stories very often we give other people permission to share theirs and to heal themselves. And so I want to hear your story. I would love for you to join Rise and Bloom 2020. You can shoot me an email at info at if this sounds like it's interesting to you. Or you can go to foodhealsnation.com and you can click on in the top right, click on Rise and Bloom and there's a whole explanation that goes through everything that we do, everything that we cover, so that you can have a bigger impact in 2020 and you can rise up for what it is that you're meant to do and be in this world to help other people thrive. And we all help each other as well. So we would love to have you check it out, foodhealsnation.com. Click on Rise and Bloom or shoot me an email, info at foodhealsnation.com. All right, next up, my interview with Dr. Platt.
1: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
0: He is author of the award-winning book, Adrenaline Dominance, A Revolutionary Approach to Wellness. And this is actually the book that drug companies don't want you to read. I'm so excited to find out more. Please welcome today's guest, Dr. Michael Platt. Hi there. I'm so glad to have you on. And I'm so excited for your beautiful book that I'm holding in your hands right now, Adrenaline Dominance. It's a revolutionary approach to wellness. And you know, Dr. Platt, I would love for you to take us back to how you got into this and how you got into basically writing a book that the doctors don't want you to read.
1: Well, I guess initially I got involved with hormones. My mother died of breast cancer mm-hmm. uh, This back in 1980. Mm-hmm. And I realized right after she died that I had actually inherited her hormones. Mm-hmm. You know, most people don't realize that men and women have the identical hormones, different levels, but exactly the same hormones.
0: From our parents or, yeah. or, or you mean well, hom- men and women in general?
1: Well, hormones are always inherited. Okay. But men and women have the same type of hormones. Okay, And that's how initially I got involved with hormones. And going back at that time, I noticed that when I was driving, just about every time I was driving, I would have to slap my face trying to keep my eyes open. Mm -hmm. So I realized that I was overproducing insulin, you know, which lowers sugar. And my mother had a belly on her. You know, she was thin everywhere else except her belly. And, And the only thing that puts on fat around the middle is insulin. And she also had breast cancer. So I realized at the time that she was also low in progesterone because, you know, breast cancer is caused by estrogen. So I figured if she was low in progesterone, that I might be low in progesterone. Anyway, I started using progesterone cream myself and I never got sleepy again. I'm like, you know, when I was driving. Wow. So then I started trying to find out everything I could about hormones. And and that that's what started me on, on my road to trying to get people well, because hormones control everything in the body, everything. And, And doctors actually get very little training in hormones.
0: Right. Just like they get very little training in nutrition. And so they can't give us a holistic perspective on our health. So I'm really glad that Mm -hmm. we're talking about this today. And um, tell me more about the progesterone and what it can do, because I know that some people may not be low in it. Is it something everyone should be taking or is it something we get tested for and then we know if we should be taking it? Can you let me know a little bit about that?
1: What's interesting that they have certain normal levels for hormones. and And when it comes to progesterone, you know theoretically, the a normal level of progesterone is somewhere between twenty four and, and twenty six uh, nanograms, which occurs on on day twenty one of the cycle. And yet, in my entire experience with, with mm-hmm. testing women, I've never ever had to come across a woman that actually had a normal level of progesterone. You know, but when it comes to hormones, I have always preferred treating people rather than lab tests because you can never go wrong treating a person, but you can go off the wrong treating a lab test. But any woman that complains about having cramps or PMS or has fibroids or endometriosis or breast tenderness, whatever, with her periods, then the likelihood is is that she's low on progesterone. Uh, Are there
0: people who are not low in progesterone that don't have those problems? (laughs) Because I I need to know.
1: Probably it happens. It's rare. (laughs) But (laughs) all doctors think progesterone is a woman's hormone. But again, Mm -hmm. men, men and women have the identical hormones. And it's also thought as a hormone that blocks estrogen. And it does. But what doctors and other people don't realize, it also blocks insulin. It also blocks adrenaline. And these are probably the three most toxic hormones of the body. Estrogen, okay. insulin, and adrenaline, and progesterone blocks all three of them. So it's really a very helpful hormone.
0: Got
1: um, it. Okay. And I was taught that ninety percent of a diagnosis is just sitting down talking to a patient. And what's interesting, doctors very rarely sit down and talk to patients. If anything, they they look at lab tests and they're basically treating lab tests rather than people.
0: Right. And you only get 20 minutes in a traditional doctor's office. You know, you're not getting that longer conversation and getting a comprehensive look at someone's health.
1: Well, if you want a more frightening statistic, uh, if a patient is sitting in in a treatment room and a doctor walks in, within 18 seconds, he knows what drug he's going to prescribe. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. And 20 minutes. I I don't remember the last time a doctor spent 20 minutes with anyone. But I used to spend about two hours with each patient. And that Mm -hmm. gave me a really lot of information about how the body operates. And I've written several books and a manual, but if you ever read any of my books, you'll notice there are, there are no references in my book. And, and the reason for that is just about everything I've learned about hormones, I've learned from my patients, just sitting down, talking to them, and observing. But medicine has always been a passion for me. But, you know, we, we talked about the fact that hormones control just about every system in the body and doctors get very little training in it, especially gynecologists, by the way. But the other thing that doctors don't get training in is treating the cause of illness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They've been trained just to give out band-aids. Right, right. I know I'm talking to the choir here, but um, (laughs) you know. But when it comes to adrenaline, and we'll get into this, you know, adrenaline is the underlying cause of many conditions that, and a lot of them are felt to be incurable. So it's a nice hormone to have knowledge of. And it was because I was able to sit down and talk to patients and, and put links together that I became enamored with treating adrenaline, which is my specialty.
0: Well, thank goodness you did. And thank gosh, there's people out there like you who are doing this, because these are the things that, you know, we need to be talking about that we're not even when we started and you said the breast cancer was an excess of estrogen, you know, that is not something that people are always talking about. So I would love for you to kind of take us through this process and break it down for us. Because first of all, how do we know if we have Let's say excess adrenaline or an imbalance in our hormones or not enough progesterone or too much of anything. How do we even get started?
1: It's an excellent question. Well, like I say, if women have problems with cramps or PMS or breast tenderness, uh, menstrual migraines, um, if they have fibroids, endometriosis, I mean, these are all signs and symptoms of of having too much estrogen. Okay. And what's nice about progesterone, it, it protects women from all these things. But there are a lot of women on birth control pills. Right. You know, when women are taking birth control pills or, or have hormonal IUDs put in, they stop ovulating. Mm-hmm. And it's only when women ovulate that they produce progesterone. So, you know, what they're doing, they're taking away the most protective hormone that they have. So women that are on hormonal birth control devices or pills, they know they have no progesterone. So they know they're going to have problems.
0: This is so important. For people to realize, I'm so glad that you brought this up. I, thank goodness, have not taken any birth control since I was in college when that's what everyone was doing. And we just did it as literally, I wasn't even sexually active and my parents put me on it because that was what you did for your kids when I was 18 years old. And I think it is a travesty because I know the stats now. I know that it is not good for us, but this is what's happening. It's in free clinics now for you know, young kids to start getting on birth control. And I think it's wrong, but it is what's happening. And so when I tell people, even, you know, my age, late thirties, I won and they say, well, what are my options? What can we do? Can someone be on birth control and take a progesterone cream to counteract that effect? Or is there another solution? Like, what would you recommend to women who say, well, I, I need this. I have to be on this.
1: Well, if anybody on birth control pills who will not get off them, then definitely I would recommend that they be on, on a natural progesterone uh, cream, okay. not a pill, cream. But if somebody was to say to me, what would you recommend for birth control? And the only thing that I would recommend other than contraceptives is a non-hormonal IUD. And this is called a copper seven IUD.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So that's the only IUD that I'm aware of that doesn't have hormones. So that's one that I would recommend.
0: Okay. So that's the top pick from Dr. Platt. Thank you very much, ladies. I hope you're listening.
1: (laughs) It's 98% effective in terms of preventing uh, conception, which is the same thing as birth control pills.
0: Great. Okay. So let's go back to the hormones. So we realize that we are out of balance if we are feeling those symptoms that you mentioned earlier. Um, what is the protocol? What should we do?
1: You're talking about estrogen, and again, the, uh, th- this is where progesterone comes in Okay. Most people that use progesterone or most women that use it, they cycle it. In other words, uh, they might skip the first two weeks and take it during the latter two weeks. When it comes to progesterone, I don't recommend cycling it. I have women use it every day. And the reason for that is that it's very rare that a woman only has problems related to excess estrogen. They very often also have problems with too much insulin and too much progesterone. And those Mm -hmm. are hormones that are produced every day. So that's why I don't cycle it. The only time that I would maybe have women cut back on it in the first seven to 10 days is if they're trying to get pregnant. Okay. Because there there is a certain amount of progesterone that will prevent them from getting pregnant. It'll prevent ovulation. Okay. Uh, But aside from that, I just have people use it every day.
0: Okay. And so you have your book and you have a cream. And is that something that you recommend everyone check out? Like, how do we know how much we need? Can you take us through that?
1: Well, one of the nice things about progesterone is it's it's very hard to overdose on it.
0: Great. That's my favorite kind of, you know, nutrition or hormone or anything. Can't overdose.
1: You know, when, when women are pregnant, the placenta pours out progesterone. Uh, mm-hmm. huge amounts of progesterone, uh, you know, levels that cannot be duplicated, you know, by, by taking it uh, by cream. And keep in mind that the fetus gets exposed to incredibly high levels of progesterone.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: have to, you know, understand that if the fetus can tolerate extremely high levels of progesterone, then just about anybody can. And you know, what's interesting, what people don't realize is that when it comes to excess adrenaline, you know, women that are pregnant and they have a baby that's doing a lot of kicking in the womb, that's adrenaline, actually. And usually, usually the babies that will have colic when they're born, because colic is also caused by excess adrenaline. And if you have a baby with colic and you take some progestin cream and you rub it on the baby's belly, in about three minutes, the colic is gone. So women don't have to stay up all night with a crying baby.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I have about four or five friends right now with newborns. So I need to make sure they listen to this episode ASAP. And I know you say that excess adrenaline is also the reason why many women vomit throughout all nine months of their pregnancy, right?
1: You know, when women have what they call morning sickness in the first three months, that's due to estrogen. Okay. And what's interesting is that progesterone can also prevent that because it's an anti-estrogen hormone. But when women go into the second and third uh, trimesters, if they continue to have nausea or nausea and vomiting, the only thing that causes that is excess adrenaline. The treatment, again, would be progesterone and eating correctly, which we'll go into in a little bit. But it's considered incurable. But that's because, again, doctors have a, don't have as much of an understanding about hormones as they should. So then you have the newborns with their colic. And then there's something called the terrible twos, mm-hmm. which is also caused by excess adrenaline.
0: So the kids have excess adrenaline?
1: Yep. And and they later on, uh, you may have heard of uh, children that are bedwetters. Mm-hmm. The only thing that causes bedwetting is excess adrenaline. And you can get, actually get rid of bedwetting in a child uh, in 24 hours rather than having them to deal with it for years.
0: Wow.
1: And then now we're coming to something called ADHD. And ADHD mm-hmm. is all about adrenaline. And you can actually get rid of ADHD in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. You know, so... Wouldn't it be nice if the medical system really had some interest in, in, in adrenaline? And yes,
0: it would be great.
1: <laughs> but you know the, the problem is is that when it comes to treating problems related to excess adrenaline, it's done without the use of drugs. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, as you know, big pharma controls medicine. You know they control right. what doctors learn in medical school. They control the medical boards. They control the FDA. They control medicine. So here you have an entity, an entity that has no interest in people being healthy that controls medicine. Right. So not a perfect world.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, this is why we do this show, because we want to talk to people like you who are doing it the right way and with no agenda other than to help people. So I'm so glad that you're here to talk about this. And can you just a little bit go back and define adrenaline for us? Because when I think of it, I think of adrenaline as... You know the fight or flight response, or when I'm just like, go, go, go. I have so much to do. I'm going to drink my coffee and get through my day just rushing around. Is that a good description of what adrenaline is or is there something deeper to it?
1: Well, there is something deeper, but you're correct. It, it's basically known as the fight or flight hormone. And this is a situation that occurs when people are in danger. Mm-hmm. And, but actually um, dealing with danger is a very small part of what adrenaline does. It's an important part of what it does, but it's a very small part. What most people do not realize is that the major function of adrenaline is not because of danger. Uh, The major function of adrenaline is just to make sure the brain has enough fuel. Mm -hmm. The brain actually uses more sugar per weight than any other part of the body. And people have heard the term hypoglycemia, which means Mm -hmm. blood sugar. When you take sugar away from the brain and people become hypoglycemic, you know, they get real sleepy. In fact, if they're driving, they can fall asleep when they're driving. Right. But that's a low blood sugar. But anytime the body detects that the brain does not have enough fuel, just automatically, it puts out adrenaline. And through a process called gluconeogenesis, it creates glucose so the brain can function. And, you know, from a certain standpoint, that really is probably a survival concern. Just to make sure right. the brain can function, but that's the main function of adrenaline: is just to raise sugar levels for the brain.
0: And so, when our body is drawing from that glucose rather than sugar, you're talking about the sugar like that we naturally produce. You're not talking about go eat sugar so that you don't have to be in this state, right?
1: Uh, actually, <laughs> actually <laughs> you know there are a lot of different types of sugar. Yeah. You know, so the sugar that I'm talking about for the brain is glucose. That's the only sugar that it uses. You know, there's fructose from fruit and there's maltose and galactose and lactose and all sorts of different types of sugar. But the only sugar that the brain uses is glucose. And that's what the adrenaline produces. Now, adrenaline is is both a hormone as well as a neurotransmitter. And they both have different functions. But adrenaline, either as a hormone or a neurotransmitter, is a very powerful hormone. Substance. So, you know, you've heard of women that lift cars (laughs) up, you know, Mm -hmm. off their child or something. That adrenaline gives them that. But you know, professional athletes depend on adrenaline so they can perform. And people Mm -hmm. in the military and, and law enforcement have lots of adrenaline to begin with. Right. So it's important in terms of how we function. And some people live on adrenaline. You know, those people, especially those people that are not eating correctly, they depend on adrenaline to get them to function.
0: And are you seeing in the modern day that because of the high-powered lifestyles, fast-paced lives that we are currently leading, that this is a growing epidemic of this excess adrenaline? Is it changing?
1: Well, it it is changing uh, probably more because of the way we're eating. In the old days, people had no other choice. They had to eat healthfully.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't all this processed junk everywhere.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know. So, so nowadays, people are eating foods that sometimes very high in sugar. And the thing about sugar, uh, it stimulates insulin. And when insulin goes up, blood sugar drops. And when blood sugar drops, the it, body it puts out more adrenaline. So that's why one of the ways of approaching problems with elevated adrenaline levels is to just provide the brain with the right fuel, the right natural type foods. And you can get a significant lowering of adrenaline within 24 hours just by eating correctly.
0: All right, I hope you are enjoying this interview with Dr. Platt. And I know that you are on his website right now buying that progesterone cream. That's exactly what I did after this interview. And it is so amazing. I'm already seeing incredible results. So it comes highly recommended. You know, I always want to give you healing tools to put in your healing toolbox so that you can have a total wellness package at your disposal. And there's another product I have to recommend today. You may have heard me talk about it before on this show because I am slightly obsessed. It's something that I I take every day, all day, throughout the day. So let's do a quick trivia question to see if you remember. What is a 4-billion-year-old single-cell organism that has 40 vitamins and minerals, the highest concentration of protein, one calorie, and one ingredient? Anyone know? Okay, well, I can't hear your guesses, but it's algae Algae is nature's true superfood, and I'm obsessed with energy bits. Go to energybits.com. You can get energy bits, recovery bits, and or beauty bits all on the website use the coupon code Heals. you'll get 20% off it has zero sugar it's keto friendly vegan friendly all of the things it's the purest source of spirulina and chlorella it is a superfood it's a great plant-based workout fuel it's great for getting your protein and your micronutrients it's great for travel I pop it on the plane before I get on after I get off they're easy to pack on the run you know wherever you're going you just pack them in your purse and they've got your back. And they really are a part of my healing toolbox that I take every day. They also help with my intermittent fasting so that I don't feel hungry when I am fasting, which is something that has really helped me. And because you're getting all the nutrition from the algae, you're not getting food cravings, nutrition cravings, because you're satisfied, your body is satisfied, right? So it's a great tool for your healing toolbox. You remember our interview with Catherine, where she actually came up with the idea to create this product, because her sister sister had breast cancer and she was going to do everything she could to help her sister heal. And so the algae became a part of her healing protocol. So this is something that will benefit your total wellness and will aid in your healing journey. So check it out, energyvids.com, coupon code FOODHEALS. Let me know what you think. Now back to my interview with the amazing Dr. Platt.
1: You're listening to the Food Heals podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes.
0: Okay, let's talk about the healing foods to lower adrenaline.
1: Well, okay, in order to understand what needs to be done, people have to understand that the brain uses two different fuels. You know, mm-hmm. one we talked about, one is glucose. Mm-hmm. But the other fuel, which might even be more important, but at least is important, uh, are ketones. And yep. I'm sure every one of your listeners has <laughs> heard of a ketogenic diet, right? which I don't recommend because I couldn't do it. It's too tough. But you don't have to be on a ketogenic diet to have ketones because, you know, coconut oil is a good source of ketones. And mm-hmm. even a better source of ketones is what's called MCT oil. Yes. And MCT oil actually uh, is derived from coconut oil, but it has slightly mm-hmm. more ketones than coconut oil by itself. So when people have problems with excess adrenaline, it's imperative that they start providing the right fuel to the brain in order to lower their adrenaline level.
0: So what are some of the fuels for the
1: brain? Uh, When it comes to glucose, I wish I could say candy and soda, uh, (laughs) which are great sources of glucose. But the problem is they also stimulate a lot of insulin. That's referred to as being highly glycemic. They produce a lot of insulin. Vegetables are actually probably the best source of glucose for the brain. And the reason for that is that they're relatively low glycemic. In fact, green vegetables are like zero glycemic. They don't produce any insulin at all.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So vegetables are a great source of glucose for the brain. And then coconut oil is better for cooking because it has a high heat threshold. And then MCT oil can be added to anything. A lot of people know about bulletproof coffee, Mm -hmm. but it can be put into yogurt and sweet potatoes, which are really the best potato, cooked potato in terms of glycemic index. But the way to, to do sweet potatoes is to slice them up and fry them in coconut oil. Yum. I'm
0: down for that.
1: Yeah. So once people are providing the right fuel to the brain, and also in addition, using progesterone to block adrenaline, they get really almost immediate improvement in terms of whatever problems that they're having.
0: Amazing. Okay. So here's my question. And this is my personal question, because I do do the things that you said. I eat lots of veggies, lots of greens. I do do coconut oil and MCT oil. And I also practice intermittent fasting. But I don't do the keto thing necessarily. So what's your opinion on intermittent fasting? Because quick story of a, a holistic doctor years ago told me, "You have low blood sugar, you need to eat all the time or you know, munch and have nuts throughout the day and all the things. And I was doing it for a while, Dr. Platt, but I did not feel good. And then when I tried the fasting, I actually felt better. And so I believe that there's no perfect diet or you know lifestyle for everyone. I believe we find the one that works for us with a lot of principles that are universal. But we, you know we all have different food allergies and sensitivities and things like that. So just because something is perfect for me doesn't mean it's perfect for you, for the next person, blah blah blah. But um, what do you think of the the fasting concept when it comes to all of this? Is this something? That is good for our hormones, or is this something that can mess us up, or does it really depend on the person and their individuality?
1: Well, you're right. Everybody's a little bit different, and whatever works, uh, you know. For example, there, there are some people that do a lot of exercise, and the problem with exercise, if it's basically aerobic exercising, is that the muscles are burning up the same fuel that the brain needs.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And so these people may not be able to get away with intermittent fasting because they just need more glucose. The other thing is, the reason why it really depends on the person, there are a lot of people that wake up during the night, especially right around 2.30 in the morning when, when adrenaline peaks. And, you know, they can try intermittent fasting, but the problem is, is that there are a lot of people that are what I call creative type brains. You know, these are the people that or in the music industry or people in the acting industry or people that are interior designers or people, uh, even creative financers, you know, there's a lot of different types of creativity, but the creative brain requires a lot more fuel than a typical brain. Okay. So these people may not be able to get away with intermittent fasting. They're going to probably going to need something to eat right before they go to sleep. Huh? And the reason for that is that right around 2.30 in the morning when, when adrenaline peaks, a lot of people get up at that time. In uh, mm-hmm. some people get up at that time to urinate because adrenaline gives people that urge to urinate. You know, on, on television, the advertisements call it an overactive bladder, but that's adrenaline.
0: Okay. And some yeah.
1: are actually getting Botox injections in the bladder to relieve that, which means that for the next three what? months, they have to self-catheterize themselves until the Botox wears off.
0: That's insane.
1: Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> I haven't heard of this one yet. I've heard of a lot. Wow.
1: Okay. No, but just by lowering adrenaline, you get rid of that so-called overactive bladder. But creative people, you know, these are the ones that have the most adrenaline. That's why when it comes to bed wedding and children, you only see that in creative type children. When it comes to women that vomit throughout the entire pregnancy, you only see that in creative type women. You know, again, because creative people had the most adrenaline.
0: Okay. So this is me, 100%. Um, <laughs> I am the creative. I get up at 2.30 to pee, or I'm not sure what time, but definitely like one time in the middle of the night for sure. But I never subscribe to the overactive bladder BS. I just you know assume I drink too much water that day because I love to hydrate. So if someone like me is going to get up, And I'm realizing, okay, I have, you know, adrenaline dominance or I have too much adrenaline. Uh, The title of your book is adrenaline dominance. Um, So is progesterone the answer? And is that something that will make us not get up in the middle of the night? Is that something that will calm us down so that we're not activating in that, you know, fight or flight mode so
1: much? Well, keep in mind, you know, progesterone blocks adrenaline. Blocks completely? Yeah, completely. Well, Well, it depends on the amount of adrenaline. You know if, if somebody's in a fight or flight response because of danger the progesterone will won't eliminate that it's just
0: so we can still lift the car <laughs>
1: if we need to exactly you know so progesterone for example if somebody has a lot of adrenaline and they start using progesterone right away they're going to feel a lot more relaxed and they'll be able to focus a lot better their mind won't be racing mm-hmm. as quickly the uh, right. and there are a lot of people that have excess adrenaline they, they carry tension in the back of their neck and mm-hmm. uh, and this Tense muscles can kind of cut off the circulation to the inner ear and cause ringing. They call that tinnitus. There's a certain type of headache called occipital neuritis, which is caused by excess adrenaline. And these kind of headaches are always mistaken for migraines,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but they're not migraine headaches. They're severe headaches, but they're not migraines. And these are easy headaches to eliminate just by putting progestin cream on the back of the net. And these are more common than migraine headaches, but nobody ever hears of them you know, everybody hears about migraine headaches, but these are the kind of headaches that that shoot right into the back of the eye and cause a visual field defect They can be associated with nausea and vomiting. That's why they're always mistaken for migraine, but they're not migraine Mm
0: -hmm. headaches. And then people go and take whatever the doctor prescribed current migraine pill is, and they're not truly treating the root cause. Right.
1: That's exactly right. Exactly right. You know, once people are aware of what adrenaline does, uh, it answers a lot of questions for people. You know, when it comes to a condition like fibromyalgia, and there are 10 million people in this country with fibromyalgia, and just Mm. about every one of them have been told there's no cure for it. Right. But but I tell people that have fibromyalgia, if they're going to have chronic pain, this is the best condition they can have because it's the easiest chronic pain condition to get rid of. Again, just by lowering adrenaline. Uh, Wow. What happens is the adrenaline makes the muscle tense, you know, it's a fight or flight hormone. When people keep muscle tense, they're cutting off the circulation, the little veins that carry lactic acid out of the muscles and cutting off the lymphatic circulation, which carries lactic acid out of the muscles. So the acid just sits there and causes pain. And Mm. because they're keeping muscle tense all the time, they use up a tremendous amount of energy. So those are the two things people with fibromyalgia complain of, you know, pain and and fatigue. But it's all related to excess adrenaline.
0: This is such good information. I'm so excited to share this with my audience. So I'm thinking now like, okay, so what do we do? You have the Plat Pro cream. And I know for me, like I've been to functional medicine doctors where they've tested my hormones and I personally had to go. And at that time, you know, it was years ago. I balanced myself by taking some creams, but they were prescription. Do we have to go get a prescription or can we buy this off your website? And how much do we take? Like, what is this process of getting started?
1: Well, the cream that we have, is a 5% strength. 5% means that each pump is 50 milligrams. And 50 milligrams is the exact strength you need to block adrenaline.
0: Okay. I could have
1: had a higher strength, but it wasn't necessary. This is the exact strength you need. And people can get it without a prescription, even though it's a therapeutic strength. Most over-the-counter know, they're too weak. They don't block adrenaline. Okay. And in fact, they have a hard time blocking estrogen. They can actually go to estrogen receptor sites and act like estrogen when they're 2% or less. So basically what's nice about treating problems related to excess adrenaline is that people can do it on their own. They don't need a doctor. Uh, Wow. So it's just a matter of eating correctly and using the uh, progesterone cream. Like I say, within 24 hours, you can get significant relief. You know, children with autism have incredibly high levels of adrenaline. Mm. This is why they're actually so intelligent. (laughs) People don't realize that... People with autism are extremely intelligent. They can memorize a phone book. Wow. But they have, you know, real high levels of adrenaline. That's why they avoid any type of uh, stimuli because it's just too much for them. But they respond wonderfully to lowering adrenaline by eating correctly and using progesterone cream.
0: So it seems like the excess adrenaline is the root cause of so many of our chronic conditions that just are labeled as Mm -hmm. whatever they might be, you know. On the back of your book, you say ADHD and fibromyalgia, anger, depression, anxiety, which I know anxiety and depression are so prevalent in our society. You also have interstitial cystitis, insomnia, RLS, bipolar disorders, PTSD, and severe PMS, which I know plenty of women who suffer from. So it sounds like this is like a real underlying, under talked about cause.
1: It's really, truly. I guess, almost scary to think that Mm. the whole medical system has been ignoring adrenaline for so long. You know, my book, Adrenaline Dominance, is the only book that's ever been written that talks about the clinical consequences of too much adrenaline. Wow. And, you know, people have asked me how come it's been sort of ignored for so long, and I don't have an answer.
0: Follow the money, people.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll well, say it mean, so you don't have to. But, you know, you know, believe it or not, some of your listeners might even be concerned about weight gain.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. No one wants to gain weight on food heels.
1: Well, what, what probably is not appreciated is the fact that excess adrenaline is probably the number one cause of weight gain. Because the thing about adrenaline, like I say, usually peaks around 2.30 in the morning when people are in bed. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why the body is releasing adrenaline is to raise sugar levels. And the thing about sugar, it doesn't matter whether you're eating sugar or whether the body is producing it. If you don't burn it up, the body will store the sugar as fat in your fat cells. And when the body releases adrenaline, it creates stress. And the body responds to stress by putting out another hormone called cortisol. Mm -hmm. And the first thing cortisol does, it also raises sugar levels through a different process called glycogenolysis. So while people are lying in bed, they're putting out two hormones that raise sugar levels And they're not burning it up because they're just lying there. And it's Mm -hmm. probably the no one cause of weight gain and nobody ever talks about it. And this is especially true of creative type people because remember, they're the ones with the most adrenaline. Right. You know, you've heard the term ADHD and then they have another term called ADD, which is attention deficit disorder. And these are kids that are trouble focusing, but they're not hyperactive. Mm -hmm. These are the creative type children. And people with ADD always have problems with excess weight. Because, Uh you know, they're the ones putting out all this adrenaline that keeps on raising sugar levels, but they're not burning up the sugar because they're not active. Kids with ADHD are hyperactive. They burn up their sugar.
0: Mm.
1: And then if you want to go one step further, then you have people that have both types of ADHD. You have ADHD plus ADD, which I call the mixed type ADHD. And these are the most successful people in the world. The heads of every major corporation have two different types of ADHD. And I wow. expect that very few of them, if any, have ever finished college, by the way. And yet they're the heads of corporations.
0: That's so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to mention the whole thing about ADHD, which is ignored by schools and doctors. That You know, ADHD is not a learning disorder, even though that's how, you know, they, they describe it. It's a learning disorder.
0: I know. I hate that. Oh. You know,
1: it's an interest disorder. If these children are interested, they will focus. If they're not interested, they will not focus. They'll get distracted. Because their mind goes so quickly. So, you know, when you try to teach a child algebra in high school and they have no interest in it, they're going to have a real hard time. And this is a subject that they'll never use once they leave high school.
0: Exactly. It's so backwards.
1: Yeah. So ADHD, you know, in my book, I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to adrenaline. The only thing I put in the good section is ADHD because the most intelligent, successful, creative people in the world have ADHD. All doctors have ADHD. All lawyers have ADHD.
0: Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello 323com That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you can look at it as from such a positive lens because yeah, you can be extremely successful and calling it a disorder only, you know, that's telling people that something is wrong with them. And that is absolutely
1: ridiculous. Especially when they put them on drugs, they have literally millions and millions of children on drugs for ADHD. Oh, that's
0: um, so wrong.
1: In fact, they even have millions of children that are like one and two years old that are on psychoactive drugs. Millions of children we're talking about.
0: Right. And then, you know, some of the drugs are depressants, but a lot of them are stimulants like the Adderall that's overprescribed. And doesn't that raise the adrenal levels?
1: <laughs> You're absolutely right. It, Ritalin, Adderall, Stratera, whatever, they markedly increase adrenaline levels. And children that don't have ADHD, if you give them these drugs, it will give them ADHD. But the reason why they use it, it actually numbs the brain, overwhelms the brain with adrenaline, and the brain just stops functioning. And this is why children on these drugs do not like these drugs. They're toxic. And and one of the side effects of these drugs is sudden death, by the way.
0: I know. It's terrifying. I mean... Don't get me started. We know that it is so wrong to drug our children at the rates that we are. But let me just ask you, if there was a parent listening and they're like, hey, my kid was diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, what would you recommend that they did right away? If they're like, we're good, we're not going to say yes to the drugs, but we got to do something to make sure that they're supported. Put them on a meal
1: plan to lower adrenaline and start using progesterone cream and wean them off their drugs.
0: And that's it. Okay. And so in your book, I know that you explain what it is and you talk about you know, a plan. So is the entire plan for diet and everything in the book as well?
1: It is. And if your listeners want it, they can always get in touch with my office or my website and we'll send them a meal plan to lower adrenaline.
0: Amazing. And can people work with you directly? I know that your goal is to take our health into our own hands and empower ourselves that we can heal ourselves. But what if people, you know, have next level and they just want to directly work with you? How would that work?
1: Well, I have what I call a wellness program.
0: hmm Okay.
1: It's $400 a year. I am not pushing that, but uh, it's, it's- Well,
0: I asked, so we can talk about it.
1: Well, it, it's, you know, it's for people that need a little bit more coaching, if you will. Yeah. And it starts out with a 90 or 120-minute consultation, but they have access to me as often as they want for the next year.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, but sometimes reading the book is enough to give them enough information that they can do everything on their own, which is what I was trying to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, even interviewing you right now, I'm like, where do I buy the cream? I'm on the website looking for it, you know, so <laughs> might be enough just to get people started, right? Exactly.
1: You know, e- even when it comes to addiction, you know, people that have a lot of adrenaline get into involved with drugs and alcohol just to relax, just to chill out. This is why I drink wine. Well, look at the music industry and it probably every week somebody dies with an overdose of drugs. Right. But remember, these are creative type people, and I'm going to repeat, creative people had the most adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And even when these people go into drug rehab or detox, whatever, they don't talk to them about why they get involved with drugs. They just detox them, let them go, because th- these are repeat customers, you know, which is very lucrative for these. But nobody ever talks about treating the cause of these illnesses. And that's probably our biggest deficit when it comes to our whole medical system, that doctors do not treat the cause of illness.
0: Not agree more. and. Another thing I've noticed about the rehab centers is often they are treating an addiction and then they're getting them addicted to something else like (laughs) caffeine and cigarettes. And you're like, how is this helpful? (laughs) You're just transferring the addiction to something else completely unhealthy, right?
1: That's exactly right.
0: And tell me about coffee and adrenals.
1: You know, caffeine is a stimulant. Right. But it's also one of the few things that is relatively healthy for people, actually. And so I don't have a problem with people drinking coffee. If they have a lot of adrenaline, they may not tolerate it. But remember, it only takes a very short period of time to lower adrenaline. You know, that's not an issue. Caffeine is fine. No problem. Right. But, you know, when it comes to depression, the only cause of anxiety is, is excess adrenaline. But people that have depression, you know, again, there are two different types of depression. You know, one is what's called a reactive depression. You know, for example, somebody in the family dies or a pet dies or somebody loses a mm-hmm. job. You know, they react to what, what happened to them. Right. And there, a tincture of time is probably the best thing for them. But the other cause of depression is what's called endogenous. People are depressed, but they don't know why they're depressed. And the most mm-hmm. common cause of this is internalization of anger. And the most common cause of anger is adrenaline. It's an anger hormone. You know, that's where road rage comes in. So, again, excess adrenaline is a very common cause of depression. And all these things are easy to fix.
0: So question for you. When you say that the excess adrenaline is the cause of these things like anxiety and the type of depression that you just mentioned, what about, you know, we have anxiety, what we think is because of our jobs or, you know, something going on in our lives. If we take the progesterone to then block the excess adrenaline, it doesn't heal the facts of what is going on in our lives, that the person died or that you know we might lose our job or whatever it is that we're angry or depressed about, right? In addition to the progesterone, do you encourage people to seek counseling, to work on their anger so that they don't have road rage in other ways? Or are you saying the progesterone can help with those emotional components behind it as well? Does that make sense?
1: Something like road rage will go away in 24 hours just by lowering adrenaline. Right, but that's why I differentiate it between the two different types of depression and people that are reacting to something that that takes a while to get better, and that's why I say a tincture of time. You know, progesterone really doesn't help people deal with the loss of a loved one or something like this. It's when they have internalized anger then it'll help. Okay, but that's why it's important to differentiate between the type of, of depression.
0: So yeah, I mean, to me, it sounds like the way I would sum it up is that. Taking the progesterone is a fundamental tool to have in your healing toolbox, along with other things like you still have to work on, you know, the emotional components of why you're upset, depressed, angry, whatever it may be, because those things are going to take time to heal, just as you said. But this is something that will physically help the healing along. Would that be accurate? It'll be very
1: accurate. And just to clarify for your listeners, you know, progesterone is not a woman's hormone. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to men, you know, men have problems with excess estrogen also, you know, that's where prostate cancer comes from. And if you think about it, men actually stop making progesterone around the age of 50. it's after the age of 50 is when men start having problems with prostate cancer. And it's after the age of 50 that men start putting on weight around the middle, you know, from excess insulin. So mm. again, you know, progesterone, you know, blocks insulin and it blocks estrogen. And also, Obviously, blocks adrenaline, so it's an important hormone for men as well as women. I call it a universal hormone, and again, starting with n- newborns <laughs> that have colic.
0: Yeah, I've got to share this with all my friends with newborns, and there's quite a few of them right now. It's the season of babies over here in my life really? <laughs> area that I'm in. <laughs> are,
1: are you familiar with a condition called PMDD? No. It well, it stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and okay. it's found in about eight percent of women that are menstruating. And it's another one of these conditions that they're considered there's no cure for it. But these are the women that for 10 days out of the month, nobody can live with them because they have severe anger issues and severe mood swings.
0: Oh, I have a friend like this. Yes, I am familiar. Literally, she's like, I can't talk. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) She's like, so, and she just can't do anything.
1: Well, again, it's all excess adrenaline and very easy to fix. Again, I'll say everything is easy to fix if you treat the cause of the problem.
0: Right. Well, I'm with you on that 100%. So, okay, platwellness.com, P-L-A-T-T wellness.com. Where can we get the progesterone
1: cream? Well, um, they can get it either on platwellness.com or it's on Amazon. Great. Okay. I think we have a sale going on now uh, and free shipping.
0: We love our free shipping. (laughs) So on the website, we have multiple options for the progesterone cream. You've got one with the lavender essential oil, ooh, and then you've got multiple, and then you've got one with no fragrance. Does it matter? Fragrance, fragrance-free?
1: It, it really doesn't matter. Some people don't like fragrances. They're both exactly the same creams, except one has a little bit of lavender in it, which helps some people to calm them a little bit. And I'm always available to answer questions, always.
0: How would people get in touch with you?
1: Well, um, I'm usually one that answers the phones in the afternoon.
0: Oh, my gosh!
1: But even when I'm not in the office, uh, if nobody's here, it'll go straight through to my cell phone. So I'm always available to answer questions.
0: A doctor that answers his own phone, I feel like you are a unicorn and thank you. (laughs) Right? I mean, you know how hard it is to get in touch with doctors these days? Even the functional medicine holistic doctors, they don't call you back for weeks, you know? You're the best. I appreciate you very much.
1: Well, thank you.
0: No problem. So yes, go to platwellness.com or check it out on Amazon, the progesterone cream. And again, what is the amount? Is it one pump per day?
1: Yeah. One pump is 50 milligrams. And when people first start, if if they have problems with excess adrenaline, I had them use it actually four times a day to begin with. Okay, great. A few minutes before each meal. And the reason for doing it before meals is that as soon as people put food in the mouth, the body is putting out insulin. And again, when insulin goes up, blood sugar drops. Then when that happens, the body puts out more adrenaline. So one of the ways of controlling adrenaline is to control insulin. But after they are nice and relaxed and the tension goes away from the back of the neck and they no longer have cold hands and cold feet, which is only caused by excess adrenaline, by the way, not, not a low thyroid.
0: You are blowing my mind right now. I've had a cold hands and feet my whole life and so did my mom. And we always just said, oh, it's genetic, but I knew there was something else. Well, she's
1: right. It is genetic, <laughs> but, uh-huh. but adrenaline, not thyroid. Yeah. If you're creative, that means that one or both of your parents were creative.
0: Oh, both of them highly creative.
1: Yeah. And when a child has ADHD, that means one of both parents have ADHD. Interesting. But remember, that's that's a good thing to have. ADHD is a good thing.
0: I love it. I, I, I have always thought that. Okay. So cold hands and feet will be cured by this. I'm in 100%. I'm buying right now. And you said people should start with four pumps a day. And then do they taper down? How does that work? Yeah. Once they're nice
1: and relaxed and they don't have to go to anger management class anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody's a little bit different. So they can cut it down to twice a day or three times a day. Remember, they can't overdose on it. They can run out of it, but they can't overdose on it.
0: Right. So you still got to be careful because you're going to run out. and Then you have to go buy another bottle. But <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: And so where do we rub this on our skin?
1: The best place to put it is on the inner forearm. You put a pump on one of the forearms and then you rub the two forearms together.
0: Yep. And the other
1: thing, just about everybody that has excess adrenaline carries tension in the back of their neck. So that's another good place to put it, at the back of the neck. Some people have cramps in their calves or feet at night and there they want to massage it into their cramps. It'll go away in about 30 seconds. Some people have what's called restless leg syndrome. There, mm-hmm. They would just rub it into the top of their thighs on both sides, and that'll go away in about 30 or 40 seconds. But normally, just the forearm uh, and or the back of the neck. And I don't have people rotate sides, but I do recommend that if they have a, a loofer sponge or some kind of exfoliating mm-hmm. sponge, to, to scrub their arms every so often, bath or shower, just to clear it yeah. out of the pores.
0: Excellent. Okay. So... This is going to help so many people. Thank you so much, Dr. Platt. You know, if you're listening and you have experienced any of the things we've talked about today, you know, we talked about insomnia or anxiety, anger, depression, road rage, or excess belly fat, weight gain. You know, you said fibromyalgia, headaches, all the things, overactive bladder, the babies that have colic. Bedwetting and Kids, this is something that might be the answer you've been searching for. So check it out at platwellness.com and let us know. Let Dr. Platt know how you're doing. Let Food Heals know if it's working and spread the knowledge. Get the book. It's on Amazon, Adrenaline Dominance. You do have other books, which I mentioned in the very beginning, but do you want to plug anything else that you have today? Well,
1: I'll say this. If they call the office and mention you, uh-huh. I'll send them a free ebook of Adrenaline Dominance.
0: Oh, thank you, Dr. Flatt. So call in, mention Allison from Food Heals, and you'll get that free ebook. That's so awesome. And I'm so grateful to have it in my hands right now. And I can't wait to finish reading it.
1: (laughs) When it comes to testing for hormones, if people have excess adrenaline, they do not want to do a saliva test because the adrenaline will actually cut off the blood supply to the salivary gland because that's part of the survival response. Uh, That's where irritable bowel syndrome comes from. It cuts off blood supply to the intestine also. Yeah. So they want to get a blood test for hormones, not a saliva.
0: Thank you so much for clarifying that. I think that is so important because it's the same with like the hair test. They're not showing everything and they can be completely compromised by things like hair dye and things like that. So it's like, make sure that you know what you're doing before you're spending money on these tests. Because I feel like there's so many tests out there nowadays, and you're not necessarily getting the most accurate information.
1: Yeah, because the term adrenal fatigue, it's a non existent condition. It's a naturopath diagnosis because they do saliva tests. And when they see that low cortisol in the saliva, they diagnose adrenal fatigue. But if they did a blood test, the cortisol level will be high. Wow. It's just a little plug <laughs> for blood tests.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I think you know, we are all on this mission to get healthier and we all want the answers. And there's so much information out there. And unfortunately, we know there's misinformation when it comes to, you know, the Western medical establishment, because as you said, it's completely controlled by the pharmaceuticals. There's also a lot of misinformation in this holistic health world. And so I really appreciate you breaking this down. And I hope that people who have not figured it out yet that this is, you know, something that they can use to uplevel their health and feel better and get rid of that road rage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for being here, Dr. Platt. I really appreciate it. Well, I got